0: Blessings, everyone, and welcome to Superpowers of the Soul. I'm your host, Amora Kai, and today I am extra excited to welcome Brandon Bozar to the show to talk about how you are already enlightened. Brandon is uh, an amazing being. He's a channel, a guide, a coach. He's known as the facilitator of miracles, which he describes as a shift in perception. I know him to be an incredibly brave and generous soul who is outrageously passionate about helping people end internal suffering. He really is just such a loving being who has this amazing capacity to spark joy and freedom. And in today's era and everything going on in the world and this time we find ourselves in, I am just super happy to have you on the show today with us, Brandon. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Mark. I am really excited to be here with you.
0: Well, we are super happy to have you here with us. I'm really looking forward to what we get to talk about today. Mm-hmm. I think ending internal suffering and any talks of freedom are so, so necessary, powerful, and mm-hmm. uh, very worth it. I'm so glad you're here. So I'm excited to dive in with you. It's going to be an amazing conversation. I would love to hear if you would be willing first to tell our listeners what you've discovered about what your superpowers of the soul are.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because when you say soul, Mm -hmm. that's where I go. And when I go to the soul, um, to me, that is a level of knowing it's a level of being, Uh, it's a level of awareness of experience. and. I think our universal experience is when we are letting ourselves be ourself. When I say be ourself, it's who we are in the absence of resistance and the mm. absence of resistance. It's a shared experience that we are inspired, peaceful, happy, um, excited, expressive and unique. And so, That full expression, which is automatic, it's built in, um, that arises in the absence of resistance to it. To me, there's no difference between that state and who I know myself to be. So it's like, I know that that expression, it's actually me saying yes to who I am. and no matter the experience or whether it's confusion or suffering or emotions or thoughts that I may be having, I know that there is nothing that can take that away from me. There's, there's nothing that can change the part of my soul that is knowing of itself and that at any moment I can use inquiry, which um, we'll probably talk about in this episode. It's the core of the work that I do. Mm -hmm. I have the the tool or pathway or a pathway to uh, inquire into anything that would create resistance to the allowing of myself being myself. And, And since I know what that feels like being myself, and I can't separate myself from myself, I am. You know, I exist and that's permanent. There's a, there's a knowingness that is the side effect of that uh, understanding and experience. And I'd say that it's that knowingness that is the superpower.
0: Mm. Wow. I know what it feels like to be myself. That has echoes. In so mm-hmm. many levels, as I feel into that and listen to that, was that a journey for you to embody that?
1: It was a um, it was a ex- questioning who I thought I was, mm-hmm. right? For trying to find myself in my experience of life, in the, in the contents of my life, trying to find myself in relationships, mm-hmm. in money, in success in, um, achievement and never finding, uh, true freedom or peace or happiness. And so I think for a lot of us, it's like, I'm going to look until I'm so exhausted. I'm finally going to stop looking. And (laughs) all of a sudden what happens, everything we're looking for is found, you know, right then and there, because it was the looking, it was the seeking that veiled our natural being and so it was it was almost by accident of just well it's nowhere that i've been looking all these years and a uh, turning inward and then in that in that turning inward it was like oh wow i noticed when i'm not looking i'm excited and passionate and inspired and and um i can't find a reason to not act On those things, or in a way that is congruent with all of these feelings, and it feels effortless and it generates energy, and that's normal. Mm -hmm. This is actually me without a story. This is me without a future. This is me without a self that I think uh, is incomplete. And so Mm -hmm. I just realized that it's that that's the same experience for everyone, Mm -hmm. Um, it's shared. And it's not just an emotion that I feel being myself. It is the actual quality of my being. And we describe them as emotions called happiness and inspiration. Mm -hmm. But I want to take it a step further and say, it's not really an emotion. It is our actual self coming through, like our actual being coming through that we we call these emotions. But it's really just our natural state.
0: Can you can you expand on that just a little bit? I want to make sure I understand that. That's so powerful. Are you saying that when you are experiencing that state of happiness rather than the emotion of feeling happy in response, say to a circumstance or even just the emotion of happiness, that mm-hmm. is actually your being? The yeah. Feeling of your being.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and maybe the word happiness that I'm using here I'll define, but mm-hmm. for most people, <laughs> um, happiness is something they Get from an experience, meaning it's produced from an experience. If I want to be happy, go do something fun. And then that fun produces happiness. Um, now that belief perpetuates the seeking and the separate self that needs to get and gain um, happiness, which implies that that individual doesn't already contain the happiness. So they never find it because it's like, okay, well, if I don't already contain it, I need to look for it. And if I need to, uh, if it's in a future, mm-hmm. then I'm it's going to stay in the future no matter what. So they're, they're um, m- mixing temporary stimulation mm-hmm. with happiness. It's like, okay, I'm doing something and it's bringing me into the moment or I'm doing something and it's distracting me from fear. And we're calling these things uh, happiness. And yes, if you're doing something that it brings you in the moment, there's happiness there, but it's not the thing that gave you the happiness. It's that you finally let yourself relax into the moment and saw, oh, there's happiness here. Mm-hmm. You know, so the distinction is it's like asking the question who would I be if I didn't need to do or have anything in order to be happy? And when you, and that points you directly to happiness. You go, oh my God, I'm just happy now. And we go, that's because that's you without a story of a future, without a story of a separate, incomplete self that needs to create happiness. There is happiness.
0: Mm. I love this conversation already. It is so rich and deep. And Powerful. There's so much energy in this and truth in this. I I'm really excited to dive in. Let's pause and go to a quick break now, so we don't have to interrupt when we get going. Before we do that, will you let our listeners know, please, where they can go find out more about you, your work in the world, your offerings?
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm most active socially on Instagram. It's uh, Brandon dot Bozarth, my first and last name, and then my um, website is just my first and last name.com brandonbozarth.com
0: okay beautiful thank you so much we'll also make sure to add those links here for everyone as well and folks, please also be sure to head on over to superpowerexperts.com and take a look at the superpower universe happening over there. The Plus membership. It's the place our listeners go to engage in high vibrational content, conversations, connect in with community and with each other. It's awesome. It's so much fun for now stay with us stay tuned i have a feeling this is going to be a super powerful conversation about how you are already enlightened that you don't want to miss we will be right back the superpower experience goes way beyond the podcast listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the superpower universe plus membership members get access to high vibe connections superpower masterclasses and much much more don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Amora Kyle and you are listening to Superpowers of the Soul. And if you're just tuning in today, we are talking with Brandon Bozarth about how you are already enlightened. And Brandon, before the break, you were enlightening us already with this idea about how it's already here. The happiness is here. The being is here when we're not so busy seeking and looking and, Mm -hmm. and doing, you know, all the things where the real me is veiled from me. So what is your answer in response to the, to the idea of like, tell us how we are already enlightened.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll define enlightenment. Um, It's just kind of one of those buzzwords. (laughs) <laughs> and it has a lot of meaning attached to it, based on everyone's, you know, point of view on on what it is. Um, the truth is, it's really nothing. Um, that's the closest you can describe. Enlightenment is is there's, there's it's nothing. It's there's no uh, way to describe it because it is the experience of being, and um in that beingness in the in the awareness of yourself and and knowingly being aware of that awareness in that joining there is no mind that can exist because mind needs a linear construct it needs time and space cause and effect this and that black and white so when you uh meditate on the sense of I am, the sense of self that is most intimate to you. Everything in your life has happened to you, to me. I was tall, I was short, I was big, I was small, I, w- I was five, I'm 10, I'm, you know, it's there's the same I with you in your experience. It's just this most intimate fundamental part of you. Mm-hmm. So to clearly see and experience that that part of you is your essential self. That is what people call enlightenment. Because when you see that, you see it's also the same essential self that every being, every person, every entity, every tree is within. It is in awareness. It is in Mm -hmm. consciousness. There's no way to experience something without having awareness of it. It's like, hey, go experience the tree over there, but you you can't be aware of it. And it's like, well, how can I have an experience then? I, I can't. So the same essential being that I am is shared by everything. Everything that's experienceable, all that is. And so that understanding that being is The absence of all concepts. I mean, what do we call the absence of all negative concepts, all negative emotions? What do we call the absence of that? Typically, we call it peace or freedom. Mm -hmm. So that is the closest we can describe the quality of awareness. And when we see that that's shared and there's only one awareness, one consciousness, then then of course everybody is enlightened because everybody is that one, <laughs> you know, at their mm-hmm. core, at their essence. There, there's not even an, an everybody. There's just enlightened being.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. <clears throat> it's so powerful because I think a lot of times there's a little bit of an idea that there's somewhere we have to go. There's mm-hmm. someplace we have to get to. There's something we have to figure out, you know, when we, take the right steps or have the magic formula or (laughs) I don't know, read enough, do enough. Mm -hmm. And it's all so externally driven. Mm -hmm. And what you're speaking to is so beautiful in the conversation of oneness as well, to be able to tap into it from the definition you just shared, I feel is, is quite enlightening in itself. It's very powerful. It's very accessible.
1: Mm -hmm. It's the most accessible thing. And -hmm. that's why it's so overlooked. You know, it's like <laughs> the thing we do most, like, you know, like breathing is the thing that we're most, we're least aware that we're doing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? Yeah. So being, being aware of our experience, everyone has the same experience. This is why people say, I feel like I've been myself. I feel like I'm the same self I was when I was 10. Like people all <laughs> say it's because yeah. you are. So it's, it's not that people need to do anything. It's just the The belief and the the believing of their own thinking, their own conditioning, mm. puts clouds on the on the blue sky of awareness, and then we get caught up in the thinking and feeling, thinking and sensing, um, and we believe that's who we are. Mm. And so we turn our back on ourself. And this is why, even in a lot of the healing circles, if you're only focusing on, um, you know, let's say just feeling your emotion, well, that's all good. That's we need to learn to uh, question any resistance towards emotion because emotions are automatically felt. Uh, That's what they are; they're feelings. That's why we call them feelings. So, no one needs to feel their feelings. They just need to be. Question the resistance to feeling, to letting the feelings be there. And then they will feel you, you and them will become one felt experience and people call that surrender. Mm-hmm. But as uh, you know, that, that will only lead to a permanent and more fundamental transformation if it leads to a fundamental shift in your identity where you realize, Oh, I'm not that fleeting emotion. That's not who and what I am. And I'm not good when there are good emotions and bad and behind when there's bad emotions, we, we look deeper and go, what was there in the negative emotional experience and the positive emotional experience? What was there unwavering in both? And it was me. It was I, it was awareness. So we start to see, And create some space and go, oh, like that, that fleeting, those fleeting experiences are not the essence of what I am. And when we start to see that, that's when um, we don't resist those experiences anymore because we go, well, it's not like that can change my awareness. It's not like that can, the clouds can um, damage, destroy, or even kill the blue sky, you know, the blue sky is infinite. The blue sky is uh, unlimited. So we start to know ourselves as that. And then we bring that back into the world and it's informing our, our life.
0: Mm. So I'd love to ask you, how can this be applied? Like, how does this work? If Mm -hmm. someone you mentioned identity and, and you know, of course, I think uh, that's that's been well talked about the, the power that identity has and what you identify with. Mm-hmm. But what if you're going through a lot of stress and you you are experiencing yourself in you know self-destructive behaviors or addictions or otherwise behaving in ways that are not necessarily pleasing to you, you mm-hmm. are naturally seeking relief, support, comfort, likely externally, mm-hmm. How would you, speak to something like that.
1: Yeah. So addiction, the root of all addiction is trauma. And trauma is really another word for the separate self. Because what happens in trauma is we have an experience where we can't digest something in our reality. We we Mm -hmm. can't accept what's happening. So there's a Uh, defense. There's a a bracing for impact. There's a protection response. And um, it's not the events that cause the trauma in of themselves. It's the internal experience that the individual is happening. And the common uh, denominator for all traumatic experiences or that created a, a uh, traumatic experience is that there was a belief that was assumed that made the, let's say, victim of the experience mm-hmm. um, identify and seem as a separate finite self. In other words, as just a body.
0: Right.
1: And if we're just a body, then we're alone, we're disconnected we can be controlled, we can be dominated, we can be overpowered. All of those are experiences that the body and the ego um, can experience. So in that moment, the separate self is born and this can, it doesn't need to be from an event. It could be passed down in your lineage. We know that trauma gets passed down. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what, what is, causing the suffering again is not the experience itself it is the the belief system and the identity and all of the thoughts that come with that identity that, that uh, perpetuate this story of lack and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um finiteness and unworthiness and so as so do- since when go ahead
0: No, I'm just, you're probably going to answer my question, but how do we realize that we're already enlightened? How do we work through that? What's our best?
1: Yeah. So we, once we realize, okay, the separate self identity was created as a, as a protection response, as a, as an innocent way of believing I am not who I really am. I am not infinite awareness. I must be this finite self and I need to protect myself. And all of our future fears. Mm -hmm. are informed by our past hurts. So what we think we're afraid of in the future is actually a projection of our past onto it. And this is even happening in the moment. If something arises in my life and I'm upset at it, I'm not actually seeing reality as it is. I'm seeing my past and my, my stories about the past copy and pasted onto reality now. And this is why, in a course in miracles, it says, "You only ever see the past." Mm-hmm. You know, until you don't, until you start to do the work, and that's what I'm going to get to now. Um, okay. Until you start to do the work of self inquiry, and uh, so this leads us perfectly into self inquiry. So, just to close this loop on the addiction, the addiction is the natural response response of a separate self. Uh, to feel separate from yourself means, okay i i i know that i am everyone has this experience on some level but i had an experience that turned me away from that and that said no i am a finite powerless self and i believed it and i have continued to believe it and i can believe it for the rest of my life and as a way to now fill the hole uh the the that it feels like a uh, something's missing within us because that's what being separate feels like separate from ourselves it feels like mm-hmm. something's missing yeah. we're compelled to go join with or gain that which we think we're missing in objects mm-hmm. in substance in people in experience um and it can even be disguised as you know green juice and yoga doesn't matter <laughs> what it is if we feel we need it and our happiness depends on it well, it's coming from the separate self's desire to be at one, and being at one is another word for love. Being in love, being in, in love with what is. A great way to test am I being am I in love with what is is to ask the question, Can I be with what is right now without needing anything to change? A great question to just go. Am I in resistance or am I in love with what is? And that's really what freedom is. And that's what we really want. So, inquiry. The inquiry is the means by which we turn back to ourselves, it's the means by which we question our thinking and see for ourselves that we've just misperceived our sense of self. That's all we've done our entire life. You can call it trauma. You can call it whatever we want to call it. At the core of it, we have misperceived who and what we are. And it's about bringing those misperceptions to light so we can question them. And as we look at them, we will see just because of the light of our awareness right through them, they will become transparent and awareness in that way is the healing bringing awareness to where I might've unconsciously um, created this identity of a separate self. Just bringing awareness to it begins the healing. But I find for most people, they need to actually sit with the stories and examine them like they're sitting with another person. Like, Hey, come to the table. Let's mm-hmm. look at this definition of myself I am unworthy okay let me sit with that and, t- and and take that through inquiry is that true? Is this a fact or just a belief? And I have a process of questions that we kind of take them through um, but just asking the question and then my favorite question and I, I love this question from Byron Katie she said who would you be without that thought? Mm-hmm. And when you do that you get a glimpse into who you've been all along. Mm
0: -hmm. that is um in my own life anyway it has been incredibly incredibly revealing and Mm -hmm. probably one of the most loving things in many instances i can remember um, that i've ever done for myself yeah. Is rather than stay in in certain levels and experiences of of stress or trauma or what have you, is to just sit and quiet and pause. It's so simple things, right? It's a simple pause. Mm-hmm. It's a simple breath. It's really a simple question, but yeah. to have the presence to sit and ask that question and be with it in dialogue in that way in relationship, like you're describing, mm-hmm. um, I I think can you know it, it's no understatement today. It saves lives.
1: It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I think it's, oh, okay, well, let's talk about that. Because, you know, there's, how do you use this in relation to things going on all around you in the world? I mean, I am speaking with a lot of people nowadays, I'm sure you are too, that are navigating so much going on right now, Mm -hmm. in their lives, in their finances, in their families, in the world, the fires, the pandemics, the vaccines, the governments, the media, the climate, Mm -hmm. how do we bring this truth and this idea and this um, maybe it's self-inquiry, maybe it's more, I'd love to hear you speak to it, but how do we bring it to this current stage and use it for ourselves to keep Mm -hmm. ourselves in that place? How do we meet it with love? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So anytime there's stress, anytime there's fear, anytime there's anxiety, I'll just use the blanket term stress. Mm Mm-hmm. It's because we are believing we are a separate self. We've, we've turned our back on ourselves, on our awareness, on our on the only reliable, most intimate, present, most uh, foundational part of ourselves. And so stress is the alarm system. Anytime I have stress arise, fear arise, anxiety arise, I know I'm misperceiving who I am. Mm-hmm. So... I can start at the level of thought, and that's going to take me into an emotion, and then eventually that's going to lead me back into I am, back into the awareness that has never changed, that can never be threatened, that can never be traumatized, that part of me that exists. And really, that's the only certainty that we have in life is I know I exist because How could I experience not existing? I couldn't experience that. I wouldn't exist in order to experience non-existence. It doesn't make any sense. So we if we if we know that that is where the certainty lies and the peace lies and our presence lies, then anytime there's stress, we know I must not be in touch with that. So I'll give you an example. Let's say I'll do the vaccine because that's polar polarizing for people right now so if i have something come up says uh, i have a thought you know um let's say the vaccine is dangerous um or another one could be i'm 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 gonna be forced to take the vaccine or even another one could be people that don't take the vaccine are gonna hurt me or get me sick All of these are stressful thoughts that are going on in the collective. So we pick one of them. Let's say um, the vaccine is going to hurt, uh, will uh, poison me if I take it. Okay. The vaccine will poison me. And if I go me, vaccine will poison me. Well, who's the me that I'm referring to in that moment? Um, Okay. My body. Okay. Now this begins my self-inquiry. Am I the body? And first we can start with, do I absolutely know that it's true? Can I, can I absolutely know the future that I'm going to be poisoned if I take this vaccine? And again, we can do this with any thought. Mm -hmm. So if I, I answer that question honestly, and it takes honesty to do this work. um, If you're not ready to be honest, then this work is, it's just not going to work. So Mm -hmm. honesty says, okay can I absolutely know that this is going to hurt or harm me? And we can't know. We really can't know anything about the future. And there's a lot of freedom in that because if we think we get certainty from knowing about the future, we are in for a lot of uncertainty and insecurity because (laughs) we can have the most certain thing. Oh, look, you got your savings account and you have your, your retirement set up and all of this. And then boom, stock market's wiped out. Uh, boom, uh, aliens land. I mean, who knows? Anything could happen. And then and then, if that's the source of your security, well, it's, you're going to live a very insecure life. So we have to really, it's on the spiritual path. Initially, it, we're, we're duped into believing it's all about knowing things. Knowing information, knowing concepts. And then we realize it's all about not knowing, which is the Buddha mind. The Buddha (laughs) mind is an open mind and an open mind is an open heart. So we go, oh, wait, let me question everything that I think I know that is causing me stress. If I think I absolutely know this will happen and it's causing me stress, let me question it because I'm a lover of freedom, so I'm going to question what I think is absolutely true if it is a source of stress, because I guarantee you, if you genuinely inquire, you will see anything that is causing you stress is not mm-hmm. fundamentally true. So you start with questioning the thought, but then you bring it into uh back into, I should say, and it's not really going back, but just to use that euphemism, mm-hmm. going back into yourself. So Okay, I can't absolutely know that. Who would I be without that thought? Well, I would just relax right now. Okay. And then from the relaxed place, you can say, so what would it, who is the one that I, that would be hurt from the vaccine? Who is that one? Okay. My body. Am I the body? And we very quickly realize we're not the body. If we were the body, then if I lost an arm, I would feel like less of myself. You know, and there's people that have lost every limb, and they feel like more of themselves, not less. Um, we know we're not the body. You know, I'm not the one beating my heart; it's being beat. You know, I'm not the one breathing consciously. You know, like it's all happening from life. You could say from God, from consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the body. Okay, so is it gonna poison me if I'm not the body? Then can it hurt or harm? Oh, oh, it's my thinking. You know, I'd have really stressful or drawn out thoughts. Okay, am I the thinking? And when you just have a clear inquiry as to, to that individual that you think exists, that we all will, will from time to time believe exists, that is that one that could fundamentally be hurt or harmed we start to see that that one doesn't really exist, that it's a construct. It's a, it's an individual. It's a separate self that we are believing into existence. And so it brings us into the space of going, okay, wait, I'm not, I'm not just my body. I like to say just because again, it's all consciousness, but I'm, so I'm not just my body. I'm not just my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So even if my body is poisoned, even if, I have stressful thinking. Is that happening or affecting me? and where is that me? and eventually we'll we'll find there's no me there that there's only my awareness of my body, of my thoughts, of my experience, and there is nothing in this world that can affect or change that, and so we drop all of a sudden this construct that we've created. I need to protect this self. What does awareness need protection from? Nothing. You know, what does it need? Uh, It just is what it is. So what it does is you start to, the separate self identity starts to collapse. And in the absence of the separate self, the light of awareness shines through as love, as connection, as presence, And that's where you make your decisions from. You are more effective. You are creative. You're not worried about a future. You're not worried about what could happen to a body and all of these realities that don't exist, Mm -hmm. that are just thoughts. You are present. And in that present awareness, your own internal consciousness can speak to you. And it can become very clear. This is for me or it's not. And and that decision becomes something we start to source within ourselves. And it becomes it's effortless. And it just happens when we know who we are beyond this separate self-created identity.
0: I adore you. That was my next question. How do you make decisions then, Brandon? I love it. (laughs) <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I'm a mom. I love my children. I love my family so much. And we dive into a lot of this stuff together over here and we haven't lived the most conventional lifestyle along the way. And it it really is quite the conversation to have. Where do you source from, you know, watching my children, their their late teens now navigate this current climate and and world that's happening and their part in it and their walk through it right now and watching where they're sourcing from and exactly what you're speaking to here when they start falling into the thought and repeating and projecting the past onto their worries of the future when they take that moment and they breathe and they inquire and they come into presence and they open up their hearts they first of all realize that they were shut down a little bit you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they come into that space they always know and whether it's popular or not, um, they're not taking it from an external source. So that ability to source from within instead of mm-hmm. sourcing so much validation and approval and all of those things externally, which will never ultimately really work for you anyway, even mm-hmm. if they seem to, Right. Um, that's freedom. That's that's yeah. what I want for them. That's what I want for us all in, in that capacity. It's powerful. Yeah. Uh. yeah. so we don't go from you know zero to living this as our default operating system i suspect so what is what is your best practice for really starting to open up to this is this kind of new for Mm -hmm. you or maybe you've dabbled in this but you don't feel you've quite hit it it's a little hit and miss in your life and how you're feeling what's your what would you offer people before we start to close up today
1: yeah so one thing i want to mention about uh, decisions is is the belief that I need to make them. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, okay, who would I be without thought? I need to make decisions. And it's like, oh, okay, well, here I am again, present. And then it's like thought arises, inspiration arises, and I can't find a reason to say no to it. Am I deciding that or is it just happening? You know, it's not like I pulled out a menu and I was like, okay, I would like this inspirational thought now, Pink, And then one popped up, it happens. It's, it's arising. It's, it's coming from a different part of ourself. I would say that soul part, or just from, it, mm-hmm. from our consciousness, from our essence. So that's what in the East they call non-doership and the West they call flow state. It's, I'm not even making decisions or at least I'm not experiencing sitting there and making a hard decision. I am present and transparent to myself. And therefore the thoughts that come up are inspiring and excited, exciting and, and uh, joyful. And I just, I can't find a reason to resist it. So without even feeling like I have a choice, I just (laughs) do them. I just move body moves, things happen it's only until there's resistance does choice making become a stressful thing. So choice making, decision, it, they're not stressful in of themselves, because even not making a choice is a choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's just about really being honest with okay, am I polarized? Am I do I have resistance towards one of these choices? Or do I have uh, is there an outcome that I'm resisting? And that's when we take it into inquiry and you know, go through the questioning of our, of our thinking, Mm -hmm. but to answer your question of like how to progress in this path, Mm -hmm. I would say anytime there's a stressful thought that is, you are being invited back into yourself. Uh, it's not a cause of, uh, uh, self-judgment. It's not there because you're doing something wrong. It is there because you're doing something right. You are there. It, you're experiencing it because you are ready to know more of yourself. And this is the contrast. This is the, how can I turn towards myself if I had nothing to turn from? I have to turn away to experience turning back to myself. And that is what consciousness, that is how consciousness knows itself as, and through you by turning away, pretending it's this small separate self so it can experience itself from a new point of view. This is how the infinite is mm-hmm. experienced by something that seems to be finite, which is our finite mind or our ego structure. Mm-hmm. So it's about celebrating that moment, first of all, mm-hmm. creating a new relationship. Oh my God, I'm I'm discovering a part of my small self that is ready to be seen through. So more light of my soul, my consciousness can shine through me as love and and presence. Wow. I'm on the precipice of more love and more presence. That's, That's why this is here. So instead of trying to get your way out of it, do something, watch TV, distract, see if you can sit with it and come to your breath and find the sensation and emotion in your body, and just see if you can get absolutely still in it, and remove all obstacle or all uh, definitions of what the emotion is, why it's there, and see if just for a moment you can completely join. You know, it's like if you put your finger in front of your face and you're looking at your finger with your eyes, and you slowly bring it towards the middle of your brow, and then you touch like right, your third eye center all of a sudden you can't see the tip of your finger because it's so close to you. It disappears. Same thing happens with emotions. I'm not going to push it away. I'm not going to push this away. Actually. I'm going to put all of my presence into what this feels like the sensation in my body. I'm going to take away all agendas. Why? Because I know this is going to shine allow the the shining of my essence which is happiness which is peace to come through strongly more strongly more apparently so i bring it so close to me and when you do that which really just means i you cease resisting it and running from it you join with it it starts to transform it starts to move maybe it even disappears that's step 1 mm-hmm. step 2 is to then isolate the thought the repetitive story in your mind that's going on. And I would recommend writing it down. Oh man, I'm afraid of being alone. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. Write it down and be with that. And you can do one of two things here. You can put yourself in the worst case scenario and see that the I am that you are doesn't change, that you will be supported. That you're only afraid of your own believing, your own thinking and feeling. Nothing else. We're not actually afraid of any scenarios in life. We think we are. I'm afraid of this happening or that happening. No, no. We're afraid of what we would be thinking and feeling in that moment. Because without thinking and feeling, we wouldn't care about anything. <laughs> We'd just be these droids. Like, oh, who cares? <laughs> just new. Just pure neutral. Nothing. Nothing. Mm. Know and you know, we can call that peace, but I'm kind of exaggerating to if we turned off all thinking and feeling, um, then there'd be no point to experience in, in physical reality. So you can take yourself to the worst case scenario and bring all of those emotions in now and bring them in and absorb them and let them be felt, and then that is that's akin to actually transcending that worst case scenario because instead of you're you're bringing the entire experience in your imagination and in your body right now, and you're letting yourself experiencing it, experience it. and you're joining with it and you're realizing that you're perfectly fine and safe. and that 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 you still exist. So it's like bringing that future to the now, experiencing it fully, seeing that you still exist that the only thing that can cause more suffering is what you're thinking and believing and continue to question the thought, man, I'm afraid of being alone. Is it true that I'm afraid of being alone? Maybe it's, I'm afraid of feeling alone, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. not actually the circumstance, but the feeling. Well, let me see if that's true. Let me feel it. Let me just sit here and see what that feels like to be alone.
0: Ah, that's so powerful because right. so much of what we're taught is to suppress and hold right. and resist and do anything but that.
1: Right. Right. So that's yeah. the level of we start. And this is where I think the world, a lot of the world kind of needs to be met on the level of thinking and feeling, because mm-hmm. we're, like you said, we're taught to run away from it, to, to distract yeah. and we can question the thoughts. Am I really afraid of being alone? Uh, you know, who would I be without that thought? Let me put myself there. I'm alone. Okay. Worst case scenario, let yourself play it out. Let yourself feel it and really see if you're afraid of being alone. And then you where eventually where you go always, if you really want to, if you want true transformation again, is the identity you go. I I'm afraid of being alone. Now you question the foundational belief that being alone is possible. Mm-hmm. I can be alone. Well, a separate self can, a, a, a believed into existence, separate individual wave that you believe is separate from the ocean. If that wave believes it, it can be like, oh yeah, I am totally separate from this ocean. And it is really scary, but it's mm-hmm. not reality. It can Even if it, believe, it believes it's a wave, it's still the whole ocean. So you go, it's possible to be alone. Well, who must I be believing myself to be to think that I can fundamentally be alone? I must believe I'm this disconnected, separate self, right? It's possible to be alone. It's possible to be alone. It's not possible to be alone. Let me see where that's true. You know, let me see where it's true that I actually can't be alone. And that's where we need to start asking the question, who am I? Who is the one that thinks it is alone, that believes it is alone? And when we see our true nature, I am, our true nature of I am, I'm never separate from that. You can never be separate from yourself from your being there's always going to be this loving blanket of awareness and when you are experiencing and joining with it there can't be aloneness because it is the definition of love that that recognition of your being Mm
0: -hmm. is love
1: it's Mm -hmm. it's peace and happiness
0: Mm. Mm. What a what a note to end with. Oh, it's so yummy. I mean, it's it's everything. Oh, Brandon, you are such a treasure. I could speak with you forever. you you really have such a beautiful and powerful way of articulating. you know, you articulate deep truths, kind of life-changing ideas, but in a way that's so accessible in a way that really empowers um, just empowers others towards this kind of expanded, perception this expanded life of freedom and joy and oh i just thank you so so much for sharing yourself and your wisdom here with us today
1: well thank you so much mark Hi, this has been really really fun i hope we get to do it again and it's always a pleasure to speak with you
0: oh i hope so too i really do and there's so many more questions <laughs> i already want to ask you <laughs> yes hopefully you'll come back all right well Thank you so much, everyone. To find out more about Brandon and all the amazing things he's up to in the world, please be sure to visit our show page or head on over to brandonbozart.com for more info. And please make sure you connect in with all of us over at the Superpower Universe too. Head on over to superpowerexperts.com. Take a look at the Superpower Universe plus membership if it's calling to you. It's an amazing space where our listeners get to go to engage and high vibrational content and connections and mm, chat in the community it's it's really a super fun place there's a lot of love in there for you head on over to SuperpowerExperts.com to check it all out and be sure to use the chat feature to get in touch if you have any questions thank you so much for being with us today and until next time go within unlock your superpowers of the soul and use them to light up our world all the love everyone bye for now